0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A world worth fighting for. This is your IGN review of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth by Michael Higgum. Standing on the edge of Midgard's expressway at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, the seemingly infinite possibilities of what could come next left me overwhelmed with a yearning I hadn't really felt from a game before— There was a whole world full of iconic moments awaiting modern revisions ahead, as well as whatever twists this now clearly diverging path might bring to them. In several ways, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is my wildest imagination made manifest, simultaneously another stunning reconstruction of my childhood memories, and an interesting, if sometimes a little messy, new interpretation of a story I've cherished since 1997 remake's already impeccable blend of action and turn-based RPG combat has been made fresh again with new mechanics and party members, and revamping the way the original overworld worked by splitting it into sprawling open regions full of enjoyable optional activities enriches places I thought I knew so well. There's a magic to doing all this with characters I love so much too, as their personal stories and pivotal moments have a new grandeur to them, However, Rebirth's sweeping ambition to create a new timeline for Final Fantasy VII bounces between being absolutely sublime and too convoluted for its own good. That's left me conflicted about parts of the execution of that new direction. But after spending more than 80 hours to finish the main story and a decent chunk of side content, there's no denying that Rebirth is an amazing journey despite that, and one I'll remember fondly as I eagerly anticipate the third act of this rebuilt Final Fantasy VII. A major part of what makes that journey special is its impressive scale. As soon as I set foot onto the grasslands, the first of six regions that make up Rebirth, a sense of awe washed over me. Looking out over the far-reaching horizon or seeing a backdrop of vast and distant mountain ranges, I was stunned by how gorgeously the previously low-poly world of Final Fantasy VII had been reimagined. An early cutscene shows Aerith taking in the beauty of a natural world she was never able to see before, only to have Red 13 remind her that it's still dying from the inside out. In doing so, the story reinforces the ongoing theme of environmental preservation from the outset and instills that this is a planet worth fighting for. That's a feeling that consistently surfaced as I went from region to region, connecting with the people of each one and helping with their struggles through both the main story and a huge amount of side quests. As was the case in Remake, each character has a distinct fighting style, with Cloud, Tifa, Barret, and Aerith functioning just as they did before. But with new enemies and additional mechanics layered on, Rebirth pushes you to bring out the best in your party members. Yuffie plays like she did in Remake's Intergrade DLC and can be an absolute menace by covering all elements with ninjutsu, cloning herself to multiply the impact of every action, and having the best mobility of anyone in the party. Now with a full party around her and a full game to build on her skill set, she stands out as the most dynamic of the bunch. The finally playable Red Thirteen brings something different to the table by turning defense into offense with his Vengeance stance, yet it's his fast combos and absolutely destructive Stardust Ray that make short work of enemies. No matter your party composition, switching between them on the fly while setting the others up to play their parts offers a constant variety in both the moment-to-moment action and the satisfaction of playing the field general. Even with the baffling delivery of its conclusion, some of the new scenes surrounding that finale do offer sobering messages about grief, letting go, and the acceptance of life's inevitable end, and sometimes that also means finding something worth fighting for these quiet moments encourage a different kind of reflection that the original wasn't able to touch on. How we make sense of our lives and our place in a world full of tragedy is a complicated and messy endeavor that seems full of contradictions, and Rebirth makes that fittingly clear. So even though the new path these remakes are trying to forge is both fascinating and flawed, Final Fantasy VII's story still manages to hold a poignant mirror up to our own world. 27 years later, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth impressively builds off of what Remake set in motion as both a best-in-class action RPG full of exciting challenge and depth, and as an awe-inspiring recreation of a world that has meant so much to so many for so long. After 82 hours to finish the main story and complete a decent chunk of side quests and optional activities, there's still much to be done, making this pivotal section of the original feel absolutely massive. Many games, Side quests and other enticing diversions fill the spaces of its vast and sprawling regions, painting a new and more vivid picture of these familiar locations. But more than just being filled with things to do, Rebirth is often a powerful representation of Final Fantasy VII's most memorable qualities. It does fumble the execution of its ending, getting caught up in the mess of its multiple twisting timelines, but new moments and the overarching journey manage to evoke a deeper sense of reflection in spite of that. So, for as flawed as parts of how this classic has been reimagined might be, Rebirth still stands out as something both thrilling and unexpectedly impactful. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's IGN score? 9 out of 10. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest Final Fantasy updates, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer.